What's up, guys? We're here with DJ Vito V from Montreal. I'm Jimmy Boom Boom, the bee's knees, the cat's pajamas. That's Vito V's hat. Let's go. All right, Vito. How you doing? How are you, man? Good. Nice intro. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you for this lovely hat. We're going to support it here at the BTC production. Thank you. The Vito V uh, snapback. This is a chill, uh, a really cool throwback hat you guys got that, you, well throwback uh, i told the guy give me the latest thing he had so i'm gonna have to talk to him if you think. Well, yeah but i like the mesh in the back yeah, the nice cool. front. it's good for the summer it makes the hair breeze <laughs> you uh you have other merch uh, for dj vito v uh nothing really uh too crazy i have some uh i make uh track suits as well oh cool very nice track suits i'll get yeah, you yeah one. yeah oh yeah and, man i uh, want to t-shirts the basic stuff, like nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing too outlandish. The hat is good enough for me. Yeah, that's right. Me too. I didn't, I didn't want to <laughs> overextend myself. You know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah, we're we're really thankful to have DJ Vito V, a very very popular, well known DJ here in Montreal. Obviously, uh, you're on the radio on one of the popular stations here, so we're really really thankful to have you. We're talking off air. We have a lot of mutual friends. We know yeah. a lot of the same people. So you grew up. Uh, you said you're born in Venezuela. Grew up in Montreal. Well, what's your backstory? What's well, DJ Vito V? Where is he from? Well, I. I, I grew up in Montreal. Um, I grew up uh, living in a city called uh, Bois de Filion. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother on my mom's side lived in Duvernay Laval. And uh, my grandmother on my father's side lived in RDP. So my. Uh, my contacts are uh, spread across the island. Yeah. You're from the West Island. Yeah, I grew up West Island, but I've been downtown for quite a while. We yeah, look yeah, at the yeah. Italians from the West Island <laughs> as like a little different. And I'll, and We're I'll, very different. <laughs> well, first of all, it's because you speak English properly. That's the, that's the primary difference, right? And culturally, I think it's like uh, Italians uh, in the East End are a little more steeped into the, the culture, yeah. let's say, which is nothing wrong with that. Um uh, but uh, yeah, so I grew up, that's where I grew up. And then I went to Rosemary High School, where I was like one of five Italians. <laughs> and then from there, I went to Laval Catholic, where I was one of 900 Italians. <laughs> and then, uh, but my passion was always uh, music and DJing. I yeah. started DJing really, really young. And it's that camera, right? So, uh, so I started DJing really, really young. And um, it's, it's what I gravitated to. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I got good fast. Like I could mix on vinyls at the time at a really young age so as soon as i got old enough to go to the clubs uh i got introduced to the nightlife uh the uh and everything that goes with it you know what i mean so uh, i got uh i i, I was uh, thrust into the limelight i've been dying to use that term yeah. I got thrust yeah, yeah, into yeah. the limelight at a young age and uh when you're in the clubs uh you learn a lot about life you have to become very street smart and so you make a lot of friends you know we were you, talking about off air about like you know having to be able to defend yourself you never know who's who and the dj kind of sees everything you know <laughs> you, you see it all you see it all before it happens and with experience if you're already a bit street smart you could tell who's coming in looking for a fight mm. you could tell who has a bad attitude when they drink a little too much and uh you get to size it up because it's pretty much the same movie every night mm. right just different characters <laughs> and um and yeah, and so I met a lot of people uh, over the years. I mean, uh, the same way you can meet a brain surgeon who just got divorced and uh, is looking for a new love. Uh, you can meet uh, some guy who, uh, you know, steals cars for a living. It's a yeah. true story. Like, yeah. you, you meet everybody. Yeah. Uh, everyone, there's all kinds of characters in the club and the nightlife. Yeah, and everyone sure. loves music. Yeah. Everyone, you know, there's something magical about having the right music, alcohol, and women in the same room. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's, yeah. it's a mix yeah. that's worked yeah. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
uh, I was always uh, attracted to that scene. And, and throughout the years, uh, you know, then I started on the radio and uh, made a lot of really good friends over there. That years. must be a, a nicer gig or at least a more relaxed gig when you can perform on the radio. I know we were talking about the old club days. So I remember like Mix 96 and other radio stations would have kind of, okay, now with DJ Vito V. Yeah. So would that be like in a club setting or would you be in studio? How would that kind of work out? It's changed over the years. Uh, when we first, when I first started, it was MC Mario on, That's uh, right. yeah. on uh, yeah. Mix 96. And uh, he was live from the dome. So at midnight, at the stroke of midnight, the radio station would be transmitting straight from the club. We'd be because I remember being in the dome and like, oh my god, we're live on the radio. Everybody would go. It was yes. the end of the world because there was yeah. no Facebook, right, there was no Instagram. Right. That was the the club was the Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's where you get to be seen. That's where you get to meet people. Uh, you know, if you want to be a, a bit of a fashionista, that's that's mm -hmm. where it's at. Now you have Facebook, you have all these other things. So I guess the the importance of going clubbing. Uh, to be seen and all that kind of maybe dropped a little bit, okay. but it still is like the, it's the main stage. Let's mm -hmm. put it that way. You know what I mean? Like it's where you work, where you perfect yeah, your craft. It's the, it's, mm -hmm. it's, the, and it's also, I think uh, in terms of social settings, it's the one that uh, attracts uh, the most like-minded people. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like when yeah. you're young, you're, 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 you're looking for love. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go to party the club. Too. Yeah. Of course, you're looking for a party yeah. with your friends. It's something you that you you, you want to do, right? Yeah. It's all, it's like a huge thing when you're younger, and you know it's like a lot of a lot of people uh, missed out on really good uh, scholastic opportunities <laughs> to be in those clubs on Saturday nights. Yeah, you know they got I mean? uh, they got taken in by that lifestyle for you sure. You get taken in by yeah. it, and there's a lot of people that get taken in and never come out of it properly. Wow. So for mm -hmm. me, like having the chance to work on you know such a legendary station. You know, FM 96, which became Mix 96, which became uh, Virgin 96, radio, and yeah. now it's 95.9 Virgin right. Radio. Uh, for it's me, not it iHeart always, Radio, or that's well, the, that's the platform. Like, uh, it's it's the digital platform. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, you could listen to Virgin on mm -hmm. iHeart. All you have to do is download the mm -hmm. iHeart app. And then you can listen to the after party with Vito V every Let's Saturday night at 10 p.m. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing you talked about so much there, and I want to cover all this. So one thing I want to cover with you is kind of the parallels of sport because we're about the same age. Yeah. And we looked at your Instagram. You know, I'm looking you up. We know each other. You know, we know each other a little bit from Instagram, from mutual friends. But I'm finally able to sit down and talk with you. I noticed on your Instagram... Don't have crazy amount of posts. You know, you have some big things going on. You're performing at Beach Club. We love Beach Club up north here in Montreal. Yeah. They're a great club. Performing Il Sonic. You've got all these things you're doing, all these things, but you don't have that many posts. And it's kind of parallel with my my athletic career because we didn't really grow up with you're going to do your thing and you're taking five pictures and five posts and five hashtags. We kind of grew up in the life of, hey, look, you're going to do your thing. You're going to work and work is work. And this was kind of a social media was different. Has it changed now with DJs? Are they really using the social platform? Is it something that you're looking towards? Or you just say, you know what? I've, I've done it. I know what I'm worth. I don't need to. Because you don't have that many posts. Of course, I, a lot of following. Everybody knows who, who you are. Yeah. And everybody on the radio knows who you are. But are you really focusing on that? Are you not focusing on that? What's your take on social media and your development in your career? Well, I mean, uh, social media, I think, is uh, it's necessary. You know, you, you need you, people need to to see who you are, but I also believe that less is more. So I'll always okay. keep my posts, to, like I'll, I'll post stuff and I'll remove it. Okay. So I, it's always more or less like, I don't want to have something you scroll down on Instagram and you have 7,000 posts. And like people I, are going I it forever and they see a picture of you with your dog 25 exactly, years ago. you know ago. what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's like I keep it to the more notable stuff. Like right. for instance, uh, one picture that I've never taken down is, uh, is when I met Stevie Wonder. 
How many people you know get to meet Stevie right, Wonder? Right, right, yeah. Guy Stevie Wonder, you're gonna leave that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but like, like you said, you know, uh, my birthday from uh, five years ago. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the friends that came and all that, but you know, you could put that in the archive. Yeah. You keep it fresh, <laughs> right? So, uh, but but it's definitely uh, extremely important. So, it, yeah. like in terms of credibility, I mean, it it says a lot about who you are, whether you like it or not. And do you work with a team in this, or is it just you take care of on your I'm own? The one man show. The one man no. show. I get. I mean, listen. I get. You know, uh, I'll have a manager okay. or an agent tell me. You know, uh, maybe you should cut your hair, or maybe you should do this. But at the end of the day, I make my my own decisions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and th- we're talking also. The other thing you want to cover was you know fighting in the club. You were very close with a, a really a legendary Montrealer. I mean, we talked about GSP. We both know him, but I also want to talk about Arturo Gatti. It's I, yeah. someone I just found out that you know extremely well. Yeah, yeah. I someone that I looked well. up to in the game, uh, you know, in the fight game. He's a legend. It's someone you know personally. You guys would go out together. You guys would have a good time. And uh, what was Arturo like? Like being his friend was that kind of that must have been intense. I know he was a very intense individual in and up in and out the ring. You know, he was a extremely humble guy. Right. Really, really, really down to earth. Uh, um, very generous. Always was the first guy with his hand in his pocket to pay for everything. He mm. was uh, um, very. Um, like It's almost like he didn't know that he was Arturo Gatti, wow. in a sense. Like, kind of like GSP. Like, GSP, you'll see him out somewhere. You know, I've known him for a long time. That guy's GSP. Yep. You know, he's a living f- legend and you, he's just there, very normal. He still, you know, says hi, has no uh, errors about him. Mm. Kind of the same thing, like very similar in that sense. And um, Arturo was uh, just a all around really, really good dude. Like I told you before, it was like, felt like you were hanging around with uh, Superman. Right. The guy was like Superman. So you though. saw him sometimes throw punches in the club or he didn't happen? It, it happened. It <laughs> ha- for sure it happened. I mean, it didn't take very long. Yeah. Because the guy, I mean, when he hit you, was like hitting with, it was like literally like taking a hammer. Like if I would take a hammer and hit someone with a hammer, <laughs> it was probably the same effect. Yeah. Because like he told me, like once I remember uh, a guy started a fight with him and he literally just defended himself. Mm-hmm. And I was like so in shock. In complete, well, they were three guys. How quick it could go down. Yeah. And it three happened. Of them. It was three of them. And there were three big guys and Arturo's not much bigger than we are. Yeah. How and many guys were you? Just, well, him. And I was there. You know what I mean? Because I'm not a fighter, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go down for the cause. If we're in, we're in, right? I'm not going to leave. Like, I was thinking, you know, I'm not going to let Arturo Gaddy take a beating by himself. Yeah. (laughs) So how long did that fight last? The two of you against the three of them? Four seconds. He threw four punches, three guys in really bad shape, and the third man quit his job. That that happened. That's real. Well, well, we... (laughs) I'm not surprised. I mean, we talked about you talked about how the 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 situation could escalate so quickly in a club when you involve alcohol. Yeah. And, uh, and as they a didn't DJ, know, you, you they you, didn't know it was him though. And in, in fairness, yeah. like I think that once they got downstairs, the middle guy said, "Oh my God, wait a minute." Yeah. And it was too late. It was too late. Yeah. His yeah. friend was looking yeah, for it and he found it. And and yeah. that's when I realized how much of a difference there is because as a DJ, you know, you always have the bird's eye view, mm-hmm. and I've seen. Hundreds and hundreds of fights over the years. Fight starting. Fight starting. The guy punches the first guy, does nothing. Then, you know, everyone's just punching each other. And it's very rare, thank God, knock on wood, that anyone really leaves in super bad shape. This guy threw four punches and they were in bad shape. So it's a whole different planet. Now, for me, I I mean, I I might sound ignorant because you're a fighter. But for someone who isn't a fighter, I think that you don't realize how much of a gap there yeah. is between someone who actually knows how to fight 
and someone who doesn't. Like the gap is is yeah. mind blowing. And so I said to myself, I said, wow, like it was it was a learning experience for me too. You know, it yeah. was a massive learning experience because now you're gonna you know you see that. You're gonna think twice before punching someone. I, I always say to people, I'm like, I don't know why when you drink alcohol, you obviously th- already think you can fight. Like you're a UFC fighter. Like when I drink alcohol, I don't all of a sudden think I can throw a football like Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, I don't get like my own superpowers. You know, so I don't know why. I've never understood because, I guess because I've been in a con- combat sport for so long, I've never had that feeling of oh now I'm Superman. You know, I can do something. Maybe because I know what what the reality is, like you said, and, and me, there's physiological differences too. If I'm a I'm a small guy, I'm a I'm a flyweight. So if I pick a fight with a guy and he's a heavyweight fighter, I have no chance. You know, if, if he's he has a skill, fighter, if he has skill, yeah. But if uh, he's not a fighter, <laughs> my money's on you. That's the truth. <laughs> well, never, you never know. You never know. Um, so again, like back to Arturo Gotti, he's so sad. I mean, I didn't know you knew him that well. You guys kind of grew up together, linear paths. I mean. Montreal here. Not Somebody really. No, well. no, no, no. Oh, was not? Old, no, no. He was older than I was. Yeah. And I met him by fluke. Oh. We 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 just like happened to bump into each other, uh, and we kind of just like hit it off because he had asked me. He's like, you know, is there any? He had just moved back to Montreal, from uh, New Jersey. New Jersey was training. And yeah, he was yeah. looking for like, uh, you know, things to do, mm-hmm. uh, clubs to go to, and he landed like on the guy, right? So I said, oh, I'll hook you up, you know, wherever yeah. you want. And uh, he was just always a gentleman. Like he always kept good company. Like his friends were cool people too. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, yeah, that's that's like how we how we met. But we weren't friends for a very long time because right. he, he you know he died suddenly. Yeah. Uh, which was obviously tragic and terrible. But one of the greatest um, moments that I've lived on a personal level was making him and GSP meet. Yeah. And we were at uh, John Chamberg's gym, yep. which at the t- I don't know where it is now, but at the time it was right here, I believe, on uh, Jean Talon. Jean Talon, Victoria. There yeah. you go. It was called J Sport at the time. Yeah. Now and it's APC. It was, it was upstairs. Yep. It was upstairs. So we went. It was went a small there. gym. It was upstairs in a little mini mall. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He's, he's like, if you want to, you know, now's a good time. And George was training. And Art was, uh, he was like, we, we went upstairs and they met. And it was like, you know, you're, you're, it's too iconic figures for sure yeah meeting mm-hmm. you know they took a picture together and then like right away art's like uh, look he's training i don't want to bother him while he's training like i don't want to bother him yeah. at all. like yeah, yeah, he had yeah. such a respect for the for, craft yeah for what it takes to do that you know because yeah. art, art told me that training was a disaster he's like it's really hard and mm-hmm. when someone's training don't bother them especially when you're that intense and you're into it yeah yeah so that's interesting. And again, I just about the fight scene in the club because it's so interesting to hear a DJ's perspective. Everybody thinks DJ, it's this, it's that. But it must be like now I'm a little bit in stand-up comedy. I did some fights. You know, when you're coming up on any scene, you've got you have some like I would say grimier shows, grimier venues. So yeah. people don't think the DJ's right in there, man, right in the middle. Everybody wants to be near the DJ booth. And it's so interesting to hear a high level DJ talk about that, how the come up, you know, you're probably you were probably in some situations where man, the, the action was right around you and oh, stuff. Crazy. Crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. But uh I got lucky. I, I I never really had to do the grimier stuff. Okay. Like I kind of started right at the top. Nice. Yeah. And that's so, great. Um, I got lucky in that sense, but at the same time, I was not a you know I'm not a guy who goes around starting fights. Mm-hmm. Like I was. Are some of the DJs more like aggressive? No, are they on no, edge? Or no, they just trying to do their thing? Are, yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. there are, I'm sure there are a few DJs who like to get drunk and think that they're yeah. uh, Superman, but but. Uh, you're so busy trying to make people dance three minutes uh, three minutes at a time that if you're focusing on fighting, you're not in the right business. Like yeah. it's tough. Being a DJ is not easy, man. So that's the next thing I wanted to ask you is for I know there's a lot of upcoming DJs. It's not something that I've ever. I mean, look, I've always loved the club life. I've always loved dancing. I love to be a part of the the energy. It's amazing. Even yesterday, producer Pascal and I were we did a vox pop in Little Italy. As soon as Italy wins a Euro, the DJ plays music and it's just everybody was already alive because of the win. And then right. 
As soon as that music played, bang, everybody comes to life. And me, yeah. and, D, me and Pascal still, to this day, 24 hours later, still have the song in our head, you know, Felicita. Like, yeah. we kept singing it because the DJ just had the right song at the right moment. So I want to talk about how important is that to select... Like to know your crowd. To, how do you get a crowd going? Or is it just like, because, you know, you're, I'm at a party. I have people over the car and I say, hey, I'm going to be the DJ. I'm going to play the right music to get everybody going. And it's not as easy as it looks. To, like, it's how very do, hard. How do you, how do you, does it, is it about crowd management? Do you judge a crowd? Do you have to know your crowd? It's it, about setting a vibe. You have to play songs. You have to be able to size up the room, size up the people and know which song to play, which will set the vibe. And once you get that vibe going, uh, you have to like carry the wave. So, like, there mm. are songs that we could play. Like, I, I for sure, I could start a fight in the club with music. <laughs> like, all you have to do is, like, play Rocky. Little John or something. Play oh, Rocky. Ro- <laughs> play Italians. Rocky at 2.30 in the morning. Someone's throwing a punch. Rising up. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know no. what I mean? Like, one of his montages. Someone's yeah, throwing yeah, a punch. Yeah. Guaranteed yeah. someone's throwing a punch. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's songs you can play to de-escalate. Yeah. So, it's, it's, all, uh, it's all about choosing the right song the right place the right time that's all yeah. it is and it once once you have once you learn how to do that you, yeah you, you could actually become really good the other thing i want to ask you is like how is important is it for you to stay fresh now that you're on the radio you've got like all these gigs going you're kind of like setting your career and it's not easy anybody's doing an artistic endeavor you know a djing stand-up comedy we know you know athletes is it important to stay fresh right now are you still developing sets or you know what you have your material and all you're the good? time no you, oh yeah the second like the second that you take a day off in this business, you're done. Right. Because there's so many people that want to take your spot, mm-hmm. either in a club or on the radio or whatever. Like it's when right. I started DJing, it wasn't the cool thing to do. It was actually like more. It was a pain in the ass. You had to carry boxes, and <laughs> oh, records, shit. and you know what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah, you you had to invest money, and now you buy a program. And anybody who has like a laptop, a bit of an idea that, oh, I like music, I'll become a DJ. But that's, you know, like back in the day, you needed real skill. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, I compare it to um, a rock band, you know, like that game where you, you push the buttons. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that guy who's pushing those buttons, if he ever gets the illusion that he's playing the guitar, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what, me. The first time I play, I'm like, hey, give me a guitar, ma, I want to fucking. No, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same thing at all. No, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, uh, it's extremely competitive. And that's what keeps you fresh. You have mm-hmm. to, like, if you want to get to the top of, I think, anything, if you're not going to work like a madman, mm-hmm. And look like you're completely possessed by it, it'll never happen. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Like for me, that's all it was. It was like literally come home from school, 12 years old. DJ. DJ. Mm. Uh, school dance is happening. I'd go lobby the, the principal to say, can I mix for an hour? Yeah. And I, I busted so many people's balls when I was in high school that both high schools I went to put a, a DJ booth for me. That's that's true. That's that, incredible. That's verified. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that happened. I was just... I didn't care about uh, I was like, hockey. Yeah, or, when I went to high school too, uh, I made sure we had a wrestling team. I made it happen. You know, if the gym, I'd find a gym teacher who could sign off for it, you know. And that's yeah. what it was. So Making like, it happen, yeah. You know, hockey. Okay, you know, you're five years old, you're good. You're six years old, you're good. Ten years old, everybody's a foot taller than you. You're still good, but mm-hmm. they're, they're bigger than you. By the time you're 15 years old and... Your teammate has a pinch, <laughs> and you still look like a. Uh, you still look. You don't have pubic hairs yet. <laughs> maybe it's not fucking. T- you know, maybe this isn't the yeah. look. Yeah, there's for sure. There's a physiological and genetic yeah. 
diff- disadvantages that and, and obviously DJ doesn't. My know, physique you know. was more for DJ. <laughs> My physique was more for, uh, you know, the less of the uh, body checking physical yeah. aspect. But I still do think that, uh, you know, my parents did put me in karate. Mm. Uh, and I boxed a little bit. Um, and those lessons maybe were valuable? or Well, I mean, you know, I don't think that anyone, everyone who boxes wants to become a world champion. I think that you could put your, your kid in boxing or in martial arts and he'll get something good out of it mm-hmm. no matter what. You know, like you're going to push your body, you're going to learn to deal with pain, you're going to learn to, you know, discipline. Yeah. There's a lot that comes out of it. Difference with you is, is that you, you, you took it to a professional level. Mm. It's the same thing with DJing. Exactly yeah. the same thing. So it's same that, because I really want to ask you that is, I'm sure there's so many aspiring DJs out there because it's something that, like you said, you know, it seems on the surface like it may be an easy endeavor, but it's not. It's, it takes a lot of practice. And it's, so that would you would tell people just stay with it, push, knock on doors, make sure, you know, you're, you're, you're doing what you can to make sure you're being heard. Or It's the coolest job in the world. If you like women, if you're attracted as, yeah. as a man, yeah. right? You're attracted to women. You enjoy uh, social settings with loud music. Uh, you like, uh, you know, you, listen, it's a blast. Mm-hmm. It really is. So if you're already attracted to that lifestyle of, you know, beautiful women, uh, maybe traveling, loud music, life. well, that, that comes later. Okay, but, okay, you okay. know, if you're a person who likes clubbing and you love music, it's the coolest job in the world. It really is. Like you're getting paid mm-hmm. substantial amounts of money to party. Now you have to be able to back that up with the work that goes on behind the scenes, getting the music first. That that's the biggest thing. For me, that's always been the biggest right. thing. You have to be able to 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 harvest relationships uh, with the right people to get the music first. If you have the music first, if you there's a difference between the guy who plays the music that everybody wants to hear and the guy who plays the music that everybody is going to want to hear. Wow. Big difference. Yeah. So if you're always listening to music, if you have the ear to find the hits, and if you're willing to mix your music in a way where it'll keep people dancing, you could do really well in this mm. business. And what's and this is awesome because you're just leading into my next question, which is what is the popular music right now? I know EDM is a huge thing. I know uh, uh, when they're you know at the the rave scene kind of or like New City Gas or Real Sonic, they play a lot of EDM. What's the popular? What's popular right now? What's selling the most? What are you most requested for right now? Would well, you say music, people know what I'm known for, right? So like okay. I play in house music Your house clubs guy, and yeah, I love yeah. house music, which is under the EDM umbrella, mm-hmm. electronic dance music. Uh, and then there's like the whole urban side, like hip hop music, uh, R&B and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, two very different things. Uh, and then it boils down to like personal taste. You know, like some people might like country music more than they like polka. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with hip hop and EDM. Uh, it just boils down to what you like, really. So yeah. like for me, I was always attracted more to house music. Now, do I like hip hop? I, I like the early hip hop. I like the I don't like mumble rap. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like that at all. Like it's just not my vibe. But I like like the early hip hop, like Biggie, all the classic stuff. You know, One Twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are still classic songs. They're you play classic right songs. Now, you know? They're masterpieces. You yeah. know what I mean? Like those are songs that I I enjoy. Like when you have a good DJ mixing those songs, it makes for a good party. Uh, but I came to find that just for me, uh, mixing. House music, 
where, where generally your dance floor doesn't even know 90% of the songs you're playing, but the music feels right. right. The vibe is right. There's a connection with those people that you're not going to have on the hip hop side. The hip hop side, you're just playing, you're just playing music that you know is going to work. Everybody's going to sing along. Everyone's going to sing along. Everyone has like, every DJ has their own little touch with, which is cool, which is great. But for me, like the highest level of mixing music the absolute highest level is house music. Like there's mm -hmm. no, there's no, again, that's, this is by my experience and my opinion, right? So, I mean, but, uh, and if you look at the DJs who make the most money, the DJs who are the most like world renowned, mm -hmm. they're all like house music and EDM DJs. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for sure. It's like, uh, so it's, it's, they built a whole business around it. Like when you go to Vegas, you're going to see, you know, Tiesto's face mm -hmm. on a hotel. That's it's, crazy. It's That's crazy, crazy yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. You know, like you're gonna be there, man. Well, I, I listen. You know, I don't. Um, I don't. How, how can I put this? It's like, who wouldn't want to be Tiesto, right? Biggest DJ in the world. Mm. But people don't see the work that goes on behind. Yeah. Him. Oh the yeah. Hours spent in airports oh, yeah. or. A guy like Calvin Harris or a guy like uh, whoever, or, you know, choose like one of the world's biggest DJs. Aoki or yeah, you know, you're going to see their Instagram, private jet, yeah. nice shoes, brand new car, beautiful girlfriend, uh, crazy watch or whatever. But the work that goes into getting there. Nobody sees that. It's crazy. It's really but crazy. But you said something interesting also <clears throat> off air. You said that a lot of DJs hit their stride mid 30s, 40s even. It seems that way. I mean, like, look, look at David Guetta when David Guetta got big, you know, like. Well, he, he was older. I always yeah, thought he, he was, was older. He was, oh. he's, he's, you know, he was older, uh, you know, uh, I, I, but then again, you know, you can look at a guy like Martin Garrix, mm -hmm. who is more of like a pop star-ish guy. Like he got really big at 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. Was he using social media to... He came out with like one really big song uh, and then like the the big music machine got behind him. There's yeah. a lot of money to make, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of money to make. And um, and he made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. you know, like even like a guy like Hardwell who like was like one of the biggest DJs in the world about our age, huge, huge money, like millions and millions of dollars touring and the whole nine yards. And when they, when they you know, he put a post up and said, look, I'm fed up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. a guy made like thirty million bucks. Crazy. You know, does he want to spend the next uh, you know forty hours this week in an airplane? Yeah, he I doesn't never thought of that. Yeah, for you know, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's, so it's it, it boils down to um, what you really want out of it. You know, being like the Montreal guy is a blast. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. there's good yeah. clubs here. We're known as a party city. It's a, it, but but even that, like at some point, you don't want to do that forever you don't want to be uh you know uh, at uh you know this bar on this corner of the street that night and that bar and that you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. like you i think that you always have to push for more mm -hmm. and um it's uh it's 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 a great accomplishment you know like to to be a dj from the city and to be a dj of note from the city but uh you i think that if if you are content with that you have one foot in the grave. Mm -hmm. You have to always push for more. Yeah. The day you don't want more, then you got to find something else to do. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, it's being, 
obviously we talked about GSP and he talked a lot about, you know, once you have the title, you still have to push yourself to, to, to have training camps. He talked about how hard the training could be. It's a lot of work. You can't just, you can't get lackadaisical. You can't get lazy. You've got to always be pushing. And it's great to hear from a DJ because, again, it's one of those art forms that I think I respect so much because I, re I realize now, especially working here at BTC, the creativity that goes behind the artist way. You know, and this is something, it's an art form. And you guys, a guy like you, just to tell me that story of being a kid and going to principal and making sure you can you can be heard, your sets, everything like that. And, you know, it's here at the show. We're trying to get out there. We're trying to we're trying to do everything we can. We even, we're getting shirts made with QR codes just so maybe one more person could look us up. You know, we love, we just love spreading the word of, and again, we, what I love to do is promote people like you. I think you're great. I think it's great that we have Montrealers Thank who you. are pushing to the next level and who are doing great things. I'm wearing the Canadian jersey. Now, are you... Uh, are you a Habs fan there, Vito? Yeah. Yes, I am. Can the Daily have a chance, man? 3-1, they're down. No, they you, have a chance? Of course they have a chance. They have a chance? Yeah. So they have to win. I mean, three in a row is not easy against Tampa Bay. You got to play to win, yeah, man. You got to play to win, yeah. You got to play it. Crazy, right? Yeah. You got to... You have a chance. It's nice they made it this far, for sure. Listen. But we're going for gold. You got to... You, you have to play to win. And they still have to play, so yeah. it's not over. Not over. Crazier things have happened, no? Yeah. For sure. So, I mean, I, I hope they win. It would be nice. Yeah. It's It'd a good be, team now. Like, you know. Yeah, it is a good it's team. It's crazy to see. The, you know, I wasn't really falling this year, but then to see the evolution of these young guys, you know, guys like Tafoli Caulfield, all these guys, Suzuki, they're just so good, man. Yeah, they have good. four lines that are rolling. They, they yeah. have a good, uh, a, a good team, and I think uh, a lot of the um, pressure that was on the management has kind of subsided. Yeah, now. yeah. You know what I mean? And I mm -hmm. think that that's a good thing. Because now they, they, I think they always knew what they had, but now everybody knows what they have. Yeah. So good. they're going to be taken a little more yeah. uh, seriously. And I think that uh, the, the owners and the management and all that, they're going to be, uh, they must be thrilled because, you know, they're proven right, man. Mm -hmm. They, yeah, they got right. rid of some the coaches. Team is good. Yeah, the team's good. You know, yeah. like the team's yeah. good. And, uh, and I think it's only going to get better. Nice. I hope. Yeah. It would be nice that they won a thing. Imagine. And Italy's doing well. We're going to the finals in the Euro. If Italy wins, it's going to be one party. But if Montreal, the Montreal Canadiens win, it's going to be like times. We're going to be there. 10, We're going to be at the parade. We'll do a Vox Pop yeah, for yeah, sure. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vito, thanks. I mean, look, is there anything else you want to say? I mean, you're on the radio. It's very easy to find you. You're, you're not. Uh, you know, you're not a guy that you have to search the archives hard to see no. your music, to see your sets. Easy to find you. Go on to your Instagram, DJ Vito V. Um, you're on the radio. You're going to be performing at the Il Sonic. Uh, I saw a beach club. Anywhere else we can see you live? Well, Il Sonic is... Uh, I've played there twice already. Okay. And they don't have a lineup for next year, I don't think. Okay. I'm on beach... I'm at beach club all the time. They're good I'm guys. They're, they're oh, Montrealers. The yeah, all these, yeah, 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 all those guys. No, well, yeah. Uh, Probably some of the finest people uh, you yeah. can work for, honestly. And I love the way they reinvented at the club out there because it was kind of dying for a bit uh, a couple years ago. It was dying, ago. and uh, the uh, the Primo family is uh, they're just excellent people. Awesome and, stuff, you know, like yeah. Joe Joe yeah. March. I don't know if you know Joe. That's a good guy you should have on your podcast. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, so he's the uh, the face behind it, or well, no, he's like running the show. Okay, and. Um, very cool guy, man. Mm -hmm. And Olivier is another. I mean, yeah, Olivier. I I, I don't understand guy, yeah. why he gets so much hate. Guy's amazing. He's yeah, a gentleman. He's a yeah. nice kid. He's bringing. Man. Uh, he's bringing a lot of eyes to the to the Montreal scene. Well, not only that, yeah. but I mean, he's listen. He's doing it. Everyone knows who he is. It's really hard to attain that. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get known. Mm -hmm. This guy's known, bro. Like he's 
You know what I mean? And he's always working and he's never in the news for anything. But he's, he's, a, he's a good dude and I'm happy for him. Pascal, uh, get the team, uh, cater a few lunches, we're, uh, a few dinners. We're going for dinner. We're going out to Beach Club and we're going to we're going to be a part of the club scene Wherever now. Whatever you want. Let's go. Buckle up. Vito. <laughs> Thank you, Thank so you my brother. Guys, great interview, man. That was great stuff. A huge, huge, huge education on all DJing and what it takes to become a DJ with DJ Vito V. We had the premier DJ in Montreal giving you all the goods. Guys, again, help the channel. Like, comment, subscribe. We won't push it. We won't bust your balls too much. We just did. <laughs> Peace.